Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I wish refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for, wow, it's already July the 27th, the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two at our goal always, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely, we're convinced it checks and balances brilliantly. Put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast. You know we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. You also know we're live six days a week, two hours a day. And hopefully you know that we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. That's fundamental to who we are, ladies and gentlemen. They tell you we're anti-government. They absolutely lie. We're for the proper role of constitutional limited government replete with its checks and balances in the Founding Father-esque viewpoint. We don't believe in rogue agent government where bureaucrats and thugs and professional do-gooders can do whatever they want. No, we don't believe in that. And if that's anti-government, then let it be. But we don't believe it is. We believe they're anti-government because they don't want to follow the checks and balances. They don't want to support limited power, divided power, as the Founding Fathers um, supported. They don't want to carry out their obligations under the contractual obligations via the United States Constitution and the state of whatever you're in's constitution. They don't want that rule of law holding them down, keeping them in check, keeping balances. They want to just run rogue all over you. And anytime you stand up against that, they say, you're anti-government. Well, they're off their rockers crazy, folks. They're flat out off their rock. And we're not tolerating it, folks. We're starting to stand up nobly, boldly, independently to demand they tell the truth. All right, we were not live on Monday. We we're traveling. We're live on the road in Missouri now. We got a lot to cover as we're in a great beautiful state of Missouri, and I'm in Kansas City area now, and, um, <clears throat> well, well, we'll cover that here in a few minutes, but uh, Saturday's broadcast, we had a re, or we uh, do a rebroadcast, uh, let me start over, <laughs> what is this, the Friday show, is that what we got, I guess so, Lowell Nelson, no, no let's see, well, I'm all confused, folks, let me start over, it was Monday, we were not live. Tuesday, that's today, we are live. Saturday, we were live, and we covered that on Monday's show. No wonder I'm confused. All right, on Monday, though, we were live, and we had on Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. Now I got my act together, right? Today's Wednesday, so Monday was live. Tuesday was a rebroadcast. I got all mixed up and thought it was Saturday and Monday because it feels like a Monday today for some reason. Anyway, I apologize. It's Wednesday today, so Tuesday was a rebroadcast. Monday, we were live, and the Monday recap with Lowell Nelson Starts now. We talked about Lowell's Leadership School. It's a political leadership school. It'll be on Saturday, August the 6th. And it'll be held at the Salt Lake Community College in Sandy, Utah. It's a one-day school. It'll be taught by a nationally acclaimed instructor from, and I don't know a lot about this group, but I'm learning. It's the Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. The Foundation for Applied Conservative Leadership. Uh, they call that the F-A-C-L is what it's called. Uh, and Kirk Shelley will be the instructor from Oklahoma. He does a phenomenal job, by the way. You want to learn more about this? F-A-C-L-training 
org. Now, the reason I bring this up is you're saying I'm not in Utah, Sam. That's uh, you know great, but wow. If you get a hold of campaignforliberty.org and you talk to them about this training, we believe there's one in your area or not too far from you that you can take part in. Anyway, political leadership school. You'll learn some incredible fundamentals. It's a really good, really good thing. And all right, sorry about the confusion at the start of the show. I was just off by a day. So we were live on Saturday. We were live on Monday. Yesterday we took a little break to travel, and today is Wednesday, and we are live from Missouri. Now, we talked about this letter that was written to the NCAA collegiate president. The goal is to investigate harms caused by the COVID clot shots, ladies and gentlemen. The story, the article, if you will, or the story is at lourockwell.com. Lou Rockwell doing a phenomenal job, by the way. Um, basically, I guess no college mandates is a group. And no college mandates have sent a letter to the NCAA president, Mark Emmert, encouraging the NCAA to do the following three things. Basically, investigate vaccine injuries among college athletes. That's number one. Uh, and then to stop the discrimination based on vaccination status, as well as stop discriminating against athletes who choose not to get vaccinated, folks. This is becoming a hot issue indeed. We also talked about one armed citizen, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> one armed citizen, not a one armed citizen, folks. That's <laughs> one armed citizen. So he has two arms, but he only had one firearm, right? stopped mass domestic killing rights, Chuck Baldwin. Chuck said, think about it, a 20-year-old, 22-year-old man was able to do what all the cops in Uvalde were not able to do in over an hour. That is stop thugs and stop violence and stop murder and stand for pro-life. What a hero, Chuck writes. Amen to that. So it's a single-armed citizen, not a one-armed citizen, right? I just wanted to make sure you know that. The reason I highlight that is because in the news, there's a one-armed athlete that just got signed to a big old contract, which is kind of interesting. Pretty cool if you ask me. All right, we also talked about the real story of Job. We all face opposition when we oppose evil, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and you know what? How we handle that is our test. The decision, if you will, the use of agency is the core. It's a great story. Job recognizes the evil is told the consequences of his actions, but then he girds up his loins and chooses to destroy the temple of Satan. Stands up for real good principles. It's all agency, folks. Will you stand like Job for those principles is the question. We must stay in the sacred cause of liberty, folks. There will be consequences from doing that, right? What are the consequences? Opposition from Satan. Expect it. Count on it. It'll happen. We talked about that with Lowell Nelson as we rounded out the first hour. Second hour, of course, we had Dr. Scott Bradley on with us. And we talked about Happy Pioneer Day. That was on Monday, the celebration of it. It's really Sunday the 24th. Uh, it was Pioneer Day, but, you know, obviously the state holiday uh, for Pioneer Day was on Monday. And we talked about that in detail. Happy Pioneer Day. Why is July 24th a holiday in Utah? What are we celebrating? Well, just so you know, Pioneer Day marks the 24th of July. 1847 when they arrived in the great territory that they named Deseret that eventually turned into the state of Utah. Why is that such a monumental day? Because they escaped persecution and it was the day of safety for them. 
and it's a holiday uh, in Utah, wisely so. And it's a great day of remembrance, remembrance of uh, our people, who we are, what we stood for, what the battle lines were. Uh, you know, the government literally declared war on the Mormons back in the day. And uh, the Mormons were persecuted more than any other group in the history of the country, more than the Native Americans, more than the African Americans, more than everybody. No one had an extermination order against them, all men, women, and children, like the Mormons did. So Pioneer Day celebrated their freedom. And, of course, we never turned our back on America. We joined as a state as soon as we were able. Uh, we uh, fought in the Mexican War. Well, we didn't fight, I guess. We what do you want to call it? We were asked to join the Mexican war on the side of the American or on the side of the United States. And we did. So again, when they say we're anti-government, it's absolutely false. Our history uh, as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints tell you that we believe in the constitution. In fact, in uh, scripture, Mormons or members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have more scriptures than others. We have multiple books of scripture in addition to the Bible doesn't take away biblical scripture, but it adds there too. You say, well, Sam, you shouldn't add to it. I, you know, I understand the arguments. I don't want to devolve into that. I just want to tell you that there are extra scriptures that Mormons have. And one of them says to befriend that law, which is constitutional. That's the reason I'm bringing this up. So when they tell you that we're anti-government, that we have some deep-seated plans to take over the West or whatever, it's an absolute, complete lie in a misunderstanding of our doctrine and our historical reality. So we talked also about the government, the deep state, if you will, in bed with the CIA-controlled media, has now declared war on we the people. We talked about that in relation to the breakdown of this incredible Epoch Times new documentary that came out, what really happened on January the 6th. Really, the government declared war on the people, folks. The government is out of control. And then they paint this lie narrative that somehow the Oath Keepers, somehow Donald Trump are all insurrectionists, even guys like me that wasn't even there are now tied into January 6th as they manipulate the truth and tell their well-spun lies. As they wordsmith, the leftists have been trying to redefine terms, redefine reality forever, and we've got to stop it. They're also uh, assaulting the American people by trying to redefine the terms male and female. They've been working on that for a year. Now Marion Webster, the dictionary folks, follow suit. It's a shame, writes the Western Journal. The definition of the word female in the online version of Merriam-Webster Dictionary now has changed to be this. You ready? Having a gender identity that is opposite of male. For whatever that vogue, vague meaning is, it's a lie. God said male and female, and I believe him. How about you? We also talked about the Daily Wire's Matt Walsh, whose recent documentary, What is a Woman?, highlights this and says, this is inevitable. That's the road they're going down. Shame on them all. We also talked about Dr. Deborah Burks. She said, quote, I knew shots would not prevent COVID infection. We overplayed the vaccines. Art Moore, WND.com. Dr. Burks confesses that she manipulated data and quietly altered CDC guidance without authorization. Folks, this is criminal. Let's be very clear, 50% of the people are older and vaccinated who have died from the clot shots and COVID. Wow. 
quick pause. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Great honey. No, I mean really good, all natural, raw honey. Well, now you can. Thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, bottom line, Deborah Books, Deborah Burks literally lied and confesses that she manipulated data and that she literally altered CDC guidance without authority or authorization, ladies and gentlemen. She ought to be in prison for this, but no one seems to care. This is where America is just disengaged. You should have um, 10 million Americans absolutely up in arms going, look, Fauci lied to us. Deborah lied to us. They changed data without authority or authorization. Shame on them. We're finding out that, you know what, people are getting sick and dying from the COVID shot big time. And we're just starting to see the repercussions of their actions. But beyond Nuremberg trials, this is evil to the core, folks. It's a shame. And they've all got caught lying. The truth is coming out and the truth shall set us free. And the biggest part in this that's the problem is they acted like we were the enemy, that somehow we were the problem, that somehow, you know, they said we were conspiracy theorists, that we had no evidence for our statements. Now more and more evidence. You got Deborah Birch literally admitting that she confesses that she manipulated data, changed guidance without authority or authorization. All right. The MRA shots are more likely to put a recipient in the hospital than they are to help with COVID. Also, Disney changes fairy godmothers to gender-neutral apprentices at theme parks. Again, shame on these people. They're literally trying to redefine male and female. 
They're, uh, they're literally abusing children with these transgender lies and surgeries and everything else. They're attacking us, tying us all to January 6th, saying that we're all insurrectionist terrorists, that your mom at school board meetings is just as much of a terrorist as the most infamous, infamous terrorist, but yet they're changing CDC data, lying to the people, promoting climate change as emergencies when it's scientifically not, lying about the science of COVID, lying about the origins of COVID. The more we dig in, the more we find out these people are criminals. And that's a recap of Monday's broadcast. News the networks refuse to use today starts now. On Saturday with Chris Carlson, we talked about climate change and how abusive it is. Can we rely on wind and solar energy, ladies and gentlemen? Dennis Prager has an incredible soundbite on this. Here it is, then we'll talk about it. A lot of sun and a lot of wind. They're free, they're clean, no CO2 emissions. So what's the problem? Why do solar and wind combined provide less than 2% of the world's energy. To answer these questions, we need to understand what makes energy, or anything else for that matter, cheap and plentiful. For something to be cheap and plentiful, every part of the process to produce it, including every input that goes into it, must be cheap and plentiful. Yes, the sun is free. Yes, wind is free. But the process of turning sunlight and wind into usable energy on a mass scale is far from free. In fact, compared to the other sources of energy, fossil fuels, nuclear power, and hydroelectric power, solar and wind power are very expensive. The basic problem is that sunlight and wind as energy sources are both weak, the more technical term is dilute, and unreliable, the more technical term is intermittent. It takes a lot of resources to collect and concentrate them, and even more resources to make them available on demand. These are called the diluteness problem and the intermittency problem. The diluteness problem is that, unlike coal or oil, the sun and the wind don't deliver concentrated energy, which means you need a lot of additional materials to produce a unit of energy. For solar power, such materials can include highly purified silicon, phosphorus, boron, and a dozen other complex compounds like titanium dioxide. All these materials have to be mined, refined, and or manufactured in order to make solar panels. Those industrial processes take a lot of energy. For wind, needed materials include high-performance compounds for turbine blades and the rare earth metal neodymium for lightweight specialty magnets, as well as the steel and concrete necessary to build structures, thousands of them as tall as skyscrapers. And as big a problem as diluteness is, it's nothing compared to the intermittency problem. This isn't exactly a newsflash, but the sun doesn't shine all the time. And the wind doesn't blow all the time. The only way for solar and wind to be truly useful would be if we could store them so that they would be available when we needed them. You can store oil in a tank. Where do you store solar or wind energy? No such mass storage system exists. Which is why in the entire world, there is not one real or proposed independent freestanding solar or wind power plant. All of them require backup. And guess what the go-to backup is? Fossil fuel. Here's what solar and wind electricity look like in Germany, which is the world's leader in renewables. The word erratic leaps to mind. Wind is constantly varying, sometimes disappearing completely. And solar produces little in the winter months when Germany most needs energy. Therefore, some reliable source of energy is needed to do the heavy lifting. 
In Germany's case, that energy is coal. So, while Germany has spent tens of billions of dollars to subsidize solar panels and windmills, fossil fuel use in that nation has not decreased. It's increased. And less than 10% of their total energy is generated by solar and wind. Furthermore, switching back and forth between solar and wind and coal to maintain a steady flow of energy is costly. Utility bills for the average German have gone up so dramatically that energy poverty has become a popular term to describe those who cannot pay, or who can barely pay, their electricity bills. If those bills one day go down, the reason will not be more solar and wind energy, but lower oil and coal prices. There's no free lunch, and there's no free energy. And that very much includes the highly expensive energy from the sun and the wind. I'm Alex Epstein of the Center for Industrial Progress for Prager University. To subscribe to our... All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You're talking about uh, Dennis Prager doing a great job at PragerU. And we're talking about can we rely on wind and solar energy? And you got to be familiar with the dilutedness and the intermittence problem, right? The, the problem is, folks, that this these energy sources might add value. The problem is they're so expensive they have to be subsidized by government. And that way you realize they cannot win in the free market of ideas, okay? you got to build a better mousetrap to my door for me to take it on, not a worse one. See, that's the supply and demand. That's the free market reality. If you bring me something that makes sense to me financially, morally, whatever else where I can justify it, I'm in. But if you can't, I'm out. And so when you look at the diluteness problem, and when you look at the uh, intermittence problem, wind and solar and these things just don't hold up. Now, if you say, Sam, well, they can subsidize other energy. They can, but we don't have a great storage device, okay? They're not available 24-7. You can't even count on day or night for them because you might get a windstorm. It might blow so hard that it knocks your windmill down. Or it might not blow at all and your windmill can't generate electricity. Solar, same thing. What about a super cloudy day or several cloudy days or overcast days in a row? So, see, you can't gather enough energy consistently enough, right? It's very expensive. you got to subsidize it. Why are they doing this to us with this new energy? It isn't about the new energy. They know the new energy doesn't work. But the more they jettison the tried and true, the stable, that would be nuclear or coal or any of these stable sources, uh, and we become more and more and more unstable. What they're doing is leading us into an unsustainable world, into a situation where they're just going to say, well, we can't charge your car and provide air conditioning for you at the same time. I know we went to both of those, but we just don't have the capacity or the means. Then they're going to say, Which, what are you going to give up? And the answer is they're going to want you to give up both. Look, these environmentalists have an agenda to control you and to lock you down, to take away your liberties. And you will not be able to drive freely in your vehicle. Okay? You will not be able to have AC and cool yourself down. They'll say, you know what? Natural solutions are best. <clears throat> They're going to take away your car and your AC. Those are two of the biggest power sucks that there are. Now, are there others? Yeah, anything that requires heating and cooling takes tons of power. They're eventually going to wean you off of that. Write it down. Remember who told you in this environmental war we find ourselves in. They're not interested at all, ladies and gentlemen, in you having direct decisions over your life, how cool or warm your home is, whether you, whether you travel, to whom, where, when, why. They don't want these things.
So they're literally making the price of gas so expensive. They're literally going to be outlawing a lot of these uh, systems soon. They want to change your diet, too. There's no end to the things that they want to manipulate under global warming, global cooling, climate change, whatever. They want to arrest you for being a denier, you terrorist. See, that's where they're going with all this. They don't want you to have children. They want to have massive reductions in the population. They can only achieve this, ladies and gentlemen, if we allow it. The question is, will we be foolish enough to allow it or will we stand up? Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on the ball. Quick pause. When we come back, I want to talk about Glenn Beck. I'll do it all in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As America braces for a recession, the feds will make an announcement today about how much more it will cost to borrow money. Second quarter GDP numbers will be announced Thursday, and July CPI numbers, or Consumer Price Index, will be announced August 10th. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on NBC News last night. This is not an economy that's in recession, but we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing. Janet Yellen was one of the first in the Biden administration to tell us inflation was transitory. General Motors announced net profits tumbled 40% in the second quarter, hurt by supply chain troubles. As President Biden surrendered America's energy independence, the result is Russia has more power to influence the world. Russia's state gas giant Gazprom severely reduced gas supplies to Europe once again on Wednesday. USA Radio News. Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver? That's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver Walking Liberty half dollars at the amazing low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800-630-1490. That's 800-630-1490. Silver walking Liberty half dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490. The crisis at the border has gone from bad to worse. Uncontrolled illegal immigration is ripping at the very fabric of our sovereignty. DHS reports the amount of illegal immigrants crossing the southern border without being apprehended has increased significantly. Appearing on Fox News, McAllen, Texas Mayor Javier Villalobos says it's an increase they've expected. We have the initial impact, and there's no question about it. And that's, that's why we kept on saying, hey, look, we need help, we need some 
action by, by our feds. He says he believes it's a national crisis. The Biden administration is considering offering temporary ID cards to illegal immigrants waiting for their asylum cases to be processed. It could help law enforcement track illegal immigrant encounters while they wait for their asylum cases to be processed. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. NCAA Woman of the Year is Columbia fencer Sylvie Binder. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, climate change is one of the great reset tools they have in their tool shed, folks. Can you rely on wind and solar energy? Are you familiar with the diluteness and the intermittence problems? See, I don't think they can run everything that we have at all on the new plans for electricity, folks. I think what they want to do is take away some core things from you in an effort to create the balance they're looking for. They need to reduce the population a ton. They need to take you off of your vehicle. They need to take you off of your AC. They need to quit. You need to quit eating meat. They've got a lot of plans for you, ladies and gentlemen. And you can say I'm a nutcase, but you keep an eye on this ball and you see who's right, okay? They also want to take away your guns from you, ladies and gentlemen. And they're trying to create more and more and more fear around this. As you know, Congress, even the Republicans sold us down the river and voted against your right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. But they're pushing for more. They're trying to get an assault weapons ban. An assault weapon is only in the hands of those who would assault someone. Understand that. Guns in the hands of good guys, ladies and gentlemen, become the great equalizer save life solution. Uh, Nevertheless, Glenn Beck does a good job talking about this. Glenn Beck, say this if the ATF comes to your door asking to see your guns. He did a whole segment on this, and I normally don't play back Glenn Beck pieces on my show. Uh, But in this case, you know what? Glenn's been doing a great job in a lot of ways. And uh, I went to an event that Glenn went to um, that was pretty impressive. Uh, Glenn Beck is making a lot of progress. And I'll be the first one when Glenn Beck abuses us when he said, if you believe in you know, 9-11 conspiracies, you're with the Taliban or the Al-Qaeda or this kind of stuff. Shame on Glenn for that. And so I've, I've kind of gone against Glenn over the days, over the years, when he's done things that aren't fair or right. Because to me, it's not backing or hating on Glenn. It's standing up for what is right every time. So when Glenn wants to attack anybody that doesn't believe the official story on 9-11, shame on you, Glenn. Don't attack us. Stop that. At the same time, when Glenn does things that are right, I give him praise and support because he deserves it. This is one of those times. It'll be a little bit of a long soundbite, but hang with me. It's worth it. Here is Glenn Beck. The ATF showing up at an individual's home in Delaware. Listen to what they say to this homeowner. Sir? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's all, I'm, all I'm doing is verifying that, look, verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases. Okay. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick okay. it is. Yeah. Do you have them with you by any chance? Are they, if, you, if you can unload them and bring them out, or you can go out to your foyer here, check them out, by number, share number, and we're out of here. Like this? Yep. Uh, okay, no. Five seconds. The reason we're out here is we're obviously gun violence. has been an uptick, so we want to make sure we've been having a lot of issues with straw purchases. So one of the, one of the things we indicators that we get is somebody makes it a large gun purchase. And then a lot of times we've been there, like, oh, those guns got taken. We're like, 
six gun myself. So, so the, the idea is when you purchase more than two guns at a time, it generates a, a multiple sale report. And he comes to us and we have to check them out. Okay. That's, that's all that is. He did nothing wrong. No, you don't. Did absolutely zero. Then get off no. my porch. How about that? Get off my porch. You have wow. a right to ask me to show you something. And this isn't, you know, five years ago. Five years, well, this isn't 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I would have been somebody, the FBI came, and I'd be like, oh, sure, I'll help you out. It would have been wrong to do as a citizen on your Second Amendment. But now, I don't trust the FBI. What are you talking about? No. The ATF? I trust you even less. This is happening. This is in Delaware. Here's what you need to know and tell your family this. If ATF, FBI, anybody steps up and says, uh, we just need to see your guns, we just need to verify that you have these guns, no. Show me the warrant. And officer, nothing against you. I don't mean to be a headache with you, but I'm sorry. We live in different times, and uh, I've got to exercise my constitutional right because I'm afraid of a government that wants to take away guns. So... I'm sure you don't. I'm sure this is all on the up and up. Just go back to the judge and get a warrant. Mm. Now, you don't have to say all that flowery stuff. You just have to say, no, no. get a warrant. I'll it's see you with a warrant. Because the only way they can do this legally is if they have evidence that makes them believe you've used that gun in some illegal way. And if they don't have that, they can't get the warrant because it's not their right to do it. So know your constitution and your rights. No, you'll have to get a warrant. And if they say, okay, well, here's the warrant, then you have to do it. The interesting thing but is that means they suspect you of something. The agent was trying to make it like a. A time situation. I don't care how long it takes. I just, I just get that. I just bring your guns out here. We'll register them, and we'll be out of here. Yeah, that's not the point, sir. Sorry. I. The point is, uh, constitutionally, you got no business doing this. So, see ya. Yeah, it is. This is really, really dangerous. This is really dangerous, and they are praying on people that don't know their rights or Americans that are just so polite. They just are like, oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. No. Are, do you keep your guns here? None of your business. <laughs> right. None of your business. Right. Um, the it, This is, according to The Blaze today, um, a sheriff in Missouri has refused to release gun owner information to the FBI even if the agency threatens to arrest him. Uh, Republican Scotland County Sheriff Brian Whitney wrote to residents in his community on Monday about the plan to audit Missouri's gun owner records. As the sheriff of Scotland County, I want all my citizens to know that I will not allow, cooperate, or release any concealed weapon information to the FBI, even at the threat of a federal arrest. Point blank, I will go down with a ship if need be. I love this sheriff. We hope to have him on with us tomorrow. Now, a good friend of ours is um, is the current AG in Missouri. He's hopefully going to be joining us here at some point, Sour. Um, but he said 
that he also sent a letter to the FBI director, Christopher Wray. Here's what it said. The FBI has absolutely no business poking around in the private information of those who obtained concealed carry permits in Missouri. The Second Amendment rights of Missourians will absolutely not be infringed on my watch. I will use the full power of my office to stop the FBI, which has become relentlessly politicized and has virtually no credibility from illegally prying around in the personal information of Missouri gun owners. He also pointed out that many Missouri residents didn't trust the FBI. He said, you may wonder why there's such a strong suspicion of federal agents here in the show-me state. But simply put, Missourians are hardworking, law-abiding citizens who don't need a national nanny state keeping tabs on us. But more than that... Over the last couple of years, we've seen story after story of incompetence and corruption at the highest levels of the FBI. The FBI said in a statement to Fox News that it uh, would audit the audit would be routine and that no personal personal information would be at risk. Why? Why do they need that information? Because the FBI gets that information. When you go to buy a gun, you get a background check. Done by the FBI. So why does the FBI need additional information? They want to know who's carrying that gun. Now, why would you want that? Why do you need to know what citizens are armed and what citizens are not armed? Especially, you're going out the week uh, that some kid in Indiana legally had a concealed carry permit he's not a gun freak he had his gun on him in a in a mall in a uh, uh, food court they said it took him three minutes to get to the gun no we now know it took him all of 15 seconds 15 seconds to do what four 400 police officers couldn't do in an hour in Uvalde, Texas. He put eight bullets into that guy. Eight. This guy, I mean, I'm a really good shot. I'm a really, really good shot. Uh, and I can shoot at a distance. But I have to tell you, 40 yards is a long way to hit a moving target. He was moving, the gunman was moving, and he hit him eight out of ten times. Uh, that's remarkable. That kid is a hero. Big time. On top of it, what what did he say, Pat, about uh, not doing interviews? Yeah, he said, uh, "I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna talk about this anymore until the." All right, hang the- tight, ladies and gentlemen. We'll finish this in mere seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, 
education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I've been critical of Glenn Beck on occasion over the years, just cause, reason why. But in this case, Glenn's spot on. And Glenn literally says, hey, say this if the ATF comes to your door asking to see your guns. No. And I agree with Glenn Beck on this. Look, the government has no authority in this. It's unconstitutional. Now you say, hey, if they uh, have a warrant, you got to show it to them. And my response to that is it depends when you say you have a warrant, does the federal government have authority just to get a warrant against we the people at any time for any reason? See, I don't think so. The BATF, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, uh, that agency is already unconstitutional. And so I would basically call the sheriff and say, look, sheriff, this, these guys are at my house. These goons, these thugs are at my house. Okay, that's what you need to do. Remember, though, when, when they're criminals, though, they'll just disobey the law. Uh, so they might just beat in your door and assault your whole family. Uh, this is the government out of control now. So the FBI and the Justice Department have no respect anymore. Uh, they're, they're literally turned into criminals. When they call mom that goes down to the school board to try to say, don't teach my kids perverted sex stuff, please don't do that, and they call mom a domestic threat, a terrorist, you know they've ran off the rails. They're crazy. Okay, but now um, Glenn Beck is breaking this down. There's a little bit more in the soundbite that I want to play because Glenn and his buddy, uh, I can't remember his name right now, are doing a great job breaking this down. Here's the rest of the soundbite. To hit a moving target. He was moving, the gunman was moving, and he hit him eight out of ten times. Uh, that's remarkable. That kid is a hero. Big time. On top of it, what, what did he say, Pat, about uh, not doing interviews? Yeah, he said, uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to talk about this anymore until the families of the three victims or the five victims, because two are still alive. But he said, I'm not going to do anything until the, the families have had a chance to take care of this and do all their business. It's, he's just amazing. I have to tell you, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know his parents. I'd like to interview yeah. his parents as well. 
because they did something right with that kid. I mean, not no just, not just that he's a good shot and responsible, <laughs> but listen how responsible that is. The kid has empathy mm-hmm. in today's world. Having empathy? Are you kidding me? When especially when he could really be cashing in on this, you know, he could be everywhere. Uh, he'd probably have Nike endorsements by now. Well, not Nike because uh, they're no, too woke. No, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> they're yeah, too no, woke. He, would. he wouldn't have any endorsements. He'd have the Blaze endorsement. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also was moving forward, is, by the way, toward the shooter the whole time. You know, like like you see on Navy SEAL movies <laughs> as they move forward and shoot the terrorists. That's what he was doing. What I, I mean, just absolutely courageous. Uh, apparently he's got integrity. He took care of his girlfriend and, uh, the others. He was motioning for other people that he didn't know in the food court to get behind him. Incredible. Just really amazing. You'd like Jeez. to think you would do I something. I what this kid wants to do. I, I don't know, but I think he'll be able to do it because, uh, it's, it's a, uh, how, how many of us would do that? You'd like to think you would do that. In a similar circumstance, but you never know till you're in that position. I have to tell you, I carry a gun, and I'd like to think that in within 15 seconds I would have done that. Yeah. Don't know. You don't know until don't you're in know. the situation. But that's a brave, brave kid. Really mm-hmm. brave guy. Um, let me uh, let me explain also why we have the Second Amendment. It's not just to protect yourself and others. But it is also to protect yourself, and this is what the Bill of Rights is, your first shield. It is your first shield against an out-of-control government. But it only means something if we know the Bill of Rights. Can you name the first five freedoms? And by the way, the fifth is not uh, the Fifth Amendment. There are five of them in the First Amendment. Uh, Let me... uh, Let me show you why you need to be able to defend yourself as a citizenry. Uh, Cut four. Here is China, uh, a video of tanks now in the streets. Uh, Can we play this here? Um, Trying to deter the protesters. See all these people? Mm -hmm. They're in front of the Bank of China. And all these protesters... I mean, do you know how brave you have to be to be a protester of the Bank of China? I mean, you're dead. You're marked. You're marked for whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. These people are showing up because the banks just closed their doors and said, no cash for you. And they're not opening back up. And the people are like, I can't afford Anything. I don't, I need money so I can buy food. China says, sorry, no Mm. money. Well, what's happening? What's happening to the Bank of China? When do we get our money back? None of your business. Go home. (laughs) Mm. These people don't stand a chance against the even half decent military of China. And I think I'm giving them more credit than they deserve. They don't stand a chance. There are more people in China by far, but they don't have they don't have any weapons. There would have to fight them with sticks. That's why you have a Second Amendment. And don't think that can't happen here.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Glenn Beck does a masterful job in this, and I normally don't play the complete sound bites of another talk show host. But the reason I did for this one is because Glenn and Pat Gray cover this masterfully. And because over the years I've attacked Glenn on, on many occasions, well, let me say it over. Glenn's attacked me, and I've defended myself and haven't been very complimentary of him and others. Uh, I wanted to give full support when they do what's right. See, to me, this is not about Glenn or Sam or talk show hosts or egos or, um, you know, any of those kind of things. Sam has a problem with Glenn. I don't have a problem with Glenn at all. In fact, I think Glenn's a great guy in most instances. Um, I really commend Glenn when he came out and jettisoned Fox and said, I'm not going to stay there because they're denying my ability to speak about God. Amen to you, Glenn. And I had that same experience. I've told the story before you came out with your story. Uh, you know what? I identify with you. You're absolutely spot on right on that as well. Uh, when you attack anybody who doesn't believe the official 9-11 story, shame on you for doing that, Glenn. So Glenn oftentimes has attacked people many times. And, and I don't like that. I don't believe we should be attacking one another. Okay. Um, highlighting somebody's... Um, Wrong views on something, that's different from attacking them. The goal is to debate ideas, to discuss issues, to bring up um, things that matter, poignant points, etc. And so I, I don't bring this up because I want to attack anybody or whatever. I bring this up because I really want you to understand it's not about people to me. It's about principle and idea. And I'll defend principles and ideas, and I will go after those who have the wrong views on ideas. Um, because I want you to have the right view, the right focus, the right understanding. I have every right to believe whatever I want about 9-11. And that doesn't mean that I'm with the Taliban or with the um, terrorists or with Al-Qaeda or any of that kind of stuff. That's a lie. Um, Glenn uses his big microphone oftentimes to attack people, I believe, unfairly. Uh, but it, you know what? Glenn is getting better. He's learning. As he jettisons the mainstream press, he begins to understand more and more and more over time about what's really at stake and what the real issues are. Uh, and so I was at an event with Glenn just the other day, and Glenn has an incredible, um, I don't know what you call it, museum? <laughs> anyway, he has memorabilia from the Founding Fathers like you would not believe. He spent a lot of money on it, and it is cool, absolutely cool historical stuff. Glenn, in his own right, is a historian uh, of epic proportions. I didn't really realize that about him, but I'm learning about him and learning about that. And so Glenn's a good guy, and he's done a lot of good, and this this update on this gun issue is critical. All right, they talk about this, uh, what is it, Scotland County, I think it is, Sheriff? Uh, Scotland County, Missouri Sheriff, Brian Whitney is his name, says even under threat of arrest, he will not release gun owners' info to the FBI. Now, this is a hero sheriff. I agree. And I commend the sheriff in this case. Uh, I commend the shooter that literally went towards the bad guy and saved lives. Amen. But why is the government coming to people's homes? Why is the FBI coming to people's homes saying, yeah, if, we, if you buy a couple of guns, it's a large gun purchase, and therefore we got to come look at them. Oh, where's the authority? Where's the president? Where's the law for that? And see, the, the missing piece for Glenn on this is he needs to understand Michael Peruka's education on the Declaration of Independence because, look, pretend legislation is what we're talking about. They act like they have authority or a right to be at your house and ask about all these guns. It's not true. So Glenn's right as rain about this. Um, but we need to highlight this pretend legislation because it really helps you understand what they're doing. So I commend this. Say this if the FBI... 
or the ATF comes to your door asking to see guns, Glenn is right as rain on this. And I commend the Scotland County, Missouri Sheriff Brian Whitney doing a great job. I commend the shooter um, of the criminal for doing a great job. And I really want to highlight that we have got to understand our rights. We have got to stand up like this sheriff is doing, uh, like the man who stopped the evil shooter, uh, like Glenn Beck, who's standing up on this. We need to do the same and stand unified and say, look, Glenn's right. Uh, Brian Whitney's right. Sheriff Brian Whitney is right. This gentleman that um, shot the criminal is right. We need to push back politely. We need to push back peacefully. We need to push back using the rule of law as our guide, exposing pretend legislation and more. We've got a lot of work to do, folks, and it's going to take a united people. We the people must be united and push back peacefully but forcefully. Is that possible? Forcefully in that we insist on the rule of law, in that we insist on the truth. Peacefully meaning, you know what, we can obey the law and do so. We don't need to break the law. We don't need to stoop to that level. Okay? But we can we can really highlight the truth. And if we stand together right now, Congress is trying to pass a bill that says, hey, we're going to get rid of assault weapons. Well, there's no such thing as assault weapon in the hands of a good guy, folks. There isn't. That's a lie misnomer. That's a branded term to make uh, everyone afraid or everyone deceived on the issue. We need to push back and say, no, you're not getting rid of our guns. I don't care if you call them assault weapons or whatever manipulated term you use. We have a God-given inalienable right of self-defense codified by the Second Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And we're simply going to uphold that law and not let you infringe upon them. Congress, I'm telling you, if you vote on this and you vote in the affirmative, we will absolutely make sure you're removed from the next election cycle. Okay, we can replace all 435 members of the House in one election cycle. Remember that. We will remember in November. See, this is where we need to really push back, where the American people need to really start to stand up. But the liberals, they can make their mark by pushing hard. We seem, as the conservatives, not to be able to do the same. They've got 1.2 million Americans now that are ready to impeach Clarence Thomas because he doesn't want to back same-sex marriage, see? What if we had 1.2 million righteous Americans standing up for all kinds of good things? What would happen, huh? All right, hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen, syndicated on the Loving Liberty Radio Network, lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com. Spread the word, share the love. The broadcast will be available on demand as well at your fingertips. All I can say is we've got a lot of work to do, folks, and we need your help. We need your finances. We need your support to tell the tale of liberty. We are truth tellers, and we are on your radio six days a week, and we need your financial and otherwise support. Libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for July 27th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Last hour, can we rely on wind and solar energy? Are you familiar with the uh, diluteness and the intermittence problems? We cannot rely on this energy, folks. They want to use climate change to really upend your way of life, ladies and gentlemen, to take away your liberties. They want to promote population control and everything else alongside that. They want a great reset, folks. Climate change is one of the great components of the reset plan. Disease such as COVID and more is another effort to upset your life as they create the great reset in America. We talked about Glenn Beck. Say this. If the ATF comes to your door asking to see guns, we played a big soundbite from Glenn to give him credit for doing a stellar job on that. We also talked about this Scotland County Sheriff. He's a Missouri Sheriff by the name of Brian Whitney doing a great job. He says, look, under the threat of arrest, he will not release gun owners information to the FBI, folks. He'll do whatever it takes, he says. And I commend him for that. It's really good stuff, right? Um, And it really highlights that we need to stand together, folks, for the Second Amendment, for the sacred cause of liberty. Whether you want to own guns or not is not the point. You need to understand that it's keeping and bearing arms is a principle necessary for a free state, folks. That's why militias are so important. I know they want you to believe that somehow it's a rogue band of -of out-of-control folks, and sometimes it is, if not carried out properly. But the militia... And the right to keep and bear arms are important. And they want you to believe it's a, quote, militia right. It's a general right, not an individual right. That's a lie as well. And there's so many issues surrounding this. But we, the people, have got to stand up. Why does 1.2 million people have the ability to really push for the impeachment? The impeachment of Clarence Thomas. But yet we, the people, can't get together, it seems, on hardly anything. We've got to really work as conservatives to uh, stand up and do what's right. All right, we were at Freedom Fest. We were able to meet up with an old friend, Jim Babka, Downsize DC. He does a great job. Here's my interview with him. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. We continue live from Freedom Fest, and we bring an old friend back on the radio. He's been a friend for a long time. He's a young friend, I should probably say. His name is Jim Babka, and he's the president of Downsize DC Foundation and DownsizeDC.org. Welcome back, my good friend Jim. How are you, sir? I'm glad to be here, and, and, and I don't know how young I am. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> we, we were doing this, you know, more than a decade ago together. So. I've been in radio for a long time. We so it was it like 25 years, right? Yeah, we did the 25th year anniversary last year of yeah. syndication. So I've been on the radio longer than that, but syndicated for 25 years, man. Yeah. Well, you must be doing something right. That means I'm young, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm, I've got six grandkids now. Congratulations. Can you believe that? Kind of crazy. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. And, I, and I've got eight kids. Five of them are over 21. Six of them are over 18. So I've only got two left, buddy. Okay. All right. It's so, fun It's fun when they start to leave. i got two of the three of mine are gone. Wow. So one's in Florida and the other's uh, just down the road. But uh, it's fun. So I'm hanging out. Jim's lovely wife comes by and says, I know you. Yes, yes. Good for her. We appreciate it. You've been here. How? What do you think of Freedom Fest? How's it gone? It's gone very well for me. And uh, I was uh, helping. I'm, I'm involved in a number of different projects, Sam. And yeah. one of the ones that I was involved in was the Foundation for Harmony and Prosperity, which is uh, uh, sharing a philosophy called human respect. Uh, and uh, we were debuting that here with a booth. And my wife was going around uh, putting uh, smiley face lapel pins, beautiful gold uh, lapel pins that uh, the smile makes out. It looks like respect. It says R-E-S-P-E-C-T. 
uh, where the grin would be. And do you sing it like that? Do you... Well, you know, the theme of the booth was R-E-S-P-E-C-T, what is your philosophy? And uh, we, we wanted to talk to people about the fact that, you know, we don't go around hitting each other or stealing to get things done. That's not how we do things, right? That Amen. is our Sure. So if you, you, maybe if you're more conservative, those are your personal values, or you're more progressive, those are your personal values. Maybe you're more in, interested in preserving institutions and traditions and handing those things down, or maybe you're more interested in justice and, and uh, uh, equity issues. We're, we're not we're, we're saying to everybody here, don't, we're not looking to change who you are, but we want to change how you go about getting it done. There's two choices always. It's co- coercion or persuasion. Yeah, right? it's like the Jerry Springer not plan. Yeah. And so we want to talk to people. We want to have a values clarification conversation. We've been doing that in the booth as well. By the way, I created a website because I wrote an article in 2015 called A Clarion Call for Civility. Yep. And I highlighted how divisionary we've really become and how much of a problem it is. And then I created a website, callforcivility.com, to try to help you know carry this narrative forward too i think we're on the same page there and i think we've got a lot of work to do jim a ton of work and i just was sitting with somebody right now this morning i had a long conversation with a a longtime friend who's going through some pretty severe cancel culture stuff uh uh, because he chose to uh, make a film that uh and he chose to talk to somebody who is controversial and has uh has done some things that i certainly don't approve of uh but if we aren't talking to each other yeah just because we talk and just because we're kind to somebody that doesn't mean that we agree yeah, yeah, and so you know, you got there's kind of this uh, mentality out there uh, by groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center, right? Who yeah. uses guilt by association game to basically say we're all to paint everybody with the same broad brush. Yeah, Tsov's fable, right? Yeah, the company you keep. Yeah, and so uh, you know, if you're in radio, you should keenly uh, appreciate the fact that you you've interviewed people that you've disagreed with over the years. Well, I'm about to interview the people right behind us or whatever. They got a booth that's uh, legalized sex work. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to interview them because I'm going to be polite to them, and I'm going to let them kind of explain their positions and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean that I agree. Right. Like, but, I'm not for sex work and prostitution. But, I'm but just we, not for it. We should understand each other. We should be talking to each other and understanding each other. But I, I can listen, agree. and I can be kind. Yes. And I can realize they have a right to their own thought process. they got their own agency, right? Yeah. And so uh, it's funny because right uh, this segues into my new project, which is a podcast I'm doing. I used to do radio like you did. I yes. wasn't as successful as you are. But I, 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 uh, I'm back, and I'm doing, I've uh, just completed, uh, we just this week posted our sixth episode of Grace Archie with Jim Babka. Grace Archie. Grace Archie. So, you know, monarchy. Grace and Jesus Christ, right? Yes, exactly. Because and Archie and, meaning government or, you know, a way of government, so to speak, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So government by grace, right? Government and, by Jesus Christ waiting for the king? Well, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting because I think that when... I, I think it's one thing to say we should tolerate or maybe even talk to each other, but I think when we have somebody that we disagree with or we don't really understand why they're upset or why they're in a certain state that is uncomfortable to us, uh, we really should try to reach out to beyond just mere forgiveness or mere mercy or mere tolerance to try to meet them where they are. Grace is, is a, a, you know, the, the short definition is unmerited favor, right? So you reach out to the to the tax collector and you try to find out, you know, hey, what is it that, that makes you tick? My very first episode was done right after the Uvalde shootings, and we wanted to say something in that episode. This gives you an example of where we're going about something different from the left-right normal debate that we have every time one of these things happens. And where we went with it was we talked about, you know, hey, a lot of these guys have manifestos or videos or they've left some record of what it is that's motivating them, and there's a deep, deep pain there. And, and they give signs and signals to people around them that something's wrong. And how do we start to 
meet them where they're at and help fill the gap in, in meaning. Uh, you know, the Newtown uh, shooter, Adam, Adam Lanza, yes. had a YouTube channel. And, and most people don't know this. He had a YouTube channel, and he basically was a fan of the Unabomber and his philosophy. He was a nihilist. And yeah, but if you say that, then you can't blame the conservatives for everything. You can't say uh, no, the white, uh, ring, stri- white ring or, wow, right wing racist extremist uh, involved in that. See? Yeah, there's a lot of scapegoating that goes on in both directions. And instead of scapegoating, why can't we talk? And so, I'm, you know, listen, I'm with you. We, we've got to have these conversations. And they should happen in forums like what we're doing right now. Even with The View, we kind of make fun of them in jokes. But they're like, can we talk? Can, yes. Can we, yes. can we just talk? Yes. I agree with them. Yeah, we should talk. Strangely enough. Yep. All right. I know you're also the Zero Aggression Project guy, right? Yes, I, yes, I am. And, and that's continuing? Yeah. And, in fact, we've been promoting the, uh, the new podcast through that. And uh, we're going to be doing some modifications to what we do over there. But we're still consistently going to say the same thing. Uh, don't use force to get what you want. Wow. Amen to that. How do you keep all these projects in the air, sir? Uh, I have good people around me. <laughs> all right, and uh, none of them are getting all the attention they deserve. So there's a combination. There's there's a combination. Answer. I highlight that, folks, because it, just because I'm on the radio and I'm in a sense, I guess the quarterback. Jim's kind of the quarterback of the things that he does. I want you all to realize that you know what we do, what we do, and we have our hands in a lot of projects, and we seem like rock stars. But the reality is, it's all because of the people behind us that do uh, what they do. The support from our wives and our families, and the support from all the good people around us that, that work for us and work with us and everything else, they really get a lot of the credit, and I don't think they ever get what they deserve. Amen. So just thought I'd kind of say that. Any final thoughts, sir? I, I'm, just, I'm really glad to be, see you at Freedom Fest. It, it's one of my highlights to be able to talk to you again. Glad to have you back, brother. Glad you're cranking up even new uh, and innovative projects and a, a new podcast. We need the more the merrier, Jim. Exactly. Exactly because we need it. All right, brother. Thank you are you. listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Jim Babka, dear old friend, president of Downsize DC, DownsizeDC.org. Uh, I guess they're putting together a new podcast. I really like to see uh, them do this. What do they call it? Grace Archie, I think is the name of it. Anyway, look for it because it's a combination between grace And I don't want to say anarchy, but it's uh, the idea that, you know what, we can just live and let live. We can leave people alone and they can make their own decisions. Really important, critical, libertarian combined with Republican uh, ideals uh, with Jim Babka doing a great job. Jim Babka is also well known for the Zero Aggression Project, which I think is really important to continue to, to highlight his involvement there. He does a lot of different things, folks. He's the really the catalyst behind this idea of a single-page bill, a single idea, or single-issue legislation, uh, and one-page legislation. We don't need this legislation to be just pages and pages and pages of omnibus spending bills. We need single-issue bills, one page at a time. And we need, you know what, yes or no on single issues so that it's not convoluted. Jim Babka and others doing a great job on these projects, and we thank them. Back in seconds, more climate change discussion on your radio. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle 
a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness, and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I want to highlight this, too, because we've been talking about global warming quite a bit. Um, 1.2 million liberals are trying to impeach Clarence Thomas because he wants to stand for traditional marriage. That just goes to show you that the liberals get together and do things, folks. They put their money where their mouth is. We, the conservatives, better learn and take a page out of that playbook. If we don't, we're in serious trouble indeed. But we also talked about AOC is absolutely unhinged. Ocasio-Cortez whacked out crazy, leading the charge. She wants to abolish the Supreme Court to save the planet. You say, why? Because the Supreme Court shut down Joe Biden on his climate change initiative, said you don't have authority for that. Congress never passed that. You're not the law-making branch of government, so you got to stop. Well, AOC, absolutely unhinged. She wants to flat-out abolish the court. Well, you think she's alone and she's just a frothing at the mouth. But no. They want to impeach justices that are conservative so they can change the nature of the court. They want to add justices and pack the court, but they also ultimately want to abolish uh, the Supreme Court. You can see their agenda. They don't care. They tell you that I'm anti-government, but they want to abolish a whole branch of government. These people are off their rockers crazy. Well, there's a new poll out, though, that says the majority of Democrats and the majority of young people want to abolish the Supreme Court entirely. Yeah, they say, believe it or not, a new poll, 54% of people ages 19 to 39 in America want to just abolish the Supreme Court. Overall, just 37% of total voters agree. You can think that's a low number. But that's where they put their money where their mouth is. According to the Rasmussen poll, that's serious. Now, there's also another poll where Democrats want to abolish the Supreme Court. It's not a joke. Only 33% of Democrats view the court favorably. That means 63% have an unfavorable opinion of the court, including 40% of Democrats who have a very unfavorable view of the Supreme Court. Think about that for a minute, folks. That is stunning, right? By contrast, 72% of Republicans of 52% of independent voters have a positive view of the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. 
Now, I want to be very clear about this. I really want to make this point because I think it's really critical that we, the people, understand this. It doesn't matter if you have a favorable position of the court or not. What do I mean by that? Well, you don't get rid of a court or get rid of a whole branch of government based on whether you have a positive or negative opinion. You've got to make that discussion more nuanced, and this is where the pollsters, in my opinion, do a horrible job. All right? <clears throat> I have a negative opinion of the court most of the time because they vote liberal and extreme, and they violate the Constitution. And I'll give you a quick example. <clears throat> in light of, you know, Roe versus Wade, when they were murdering 60,000 babies, I had a pretty negative view of the Supreme Court. Right? Justly so. They don't have authority to literally call for the murdering of babies by government in bed with you know, Planned Parenthood and other murderous organizations in bed with individuals and politicians who want to murder children. That's not the proper role of government. So therefore, I got a very negative view of the Supreme Court, but that doesn't mean I want to abolish it. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means I believe they're off the rails with their decisions. And I believe they're not the only deciding factor in America. There's checks and balances for a reason. But then when the Supreme Court jettisons Roe versus Wade and says, look, we don't have the right to do that. It's a state issue. I believe the Supreme Court got that one right for a change. So now in that regard, I got a positive view of the Supreme Court. But in either case, a positive or a negative view, I don't want to abolish it. I want them to take care of business and uphold the Constitution. I want them to clarify law, not make law, uh, etc. I want them to stand for God, family, and country and the protection of life, liberty, and property. There's a lot that I want to do, but let's be clear, I don't want to abolish the courts. So we really need to separate these polls and be a little bit more nuanced when we start to have these discussions, in my opinion. You know, AOC wants to abolish the Supreme Court. She feels like that's necessary to save the planet. Well, in my opinion, that couldn't be a more wrong-headed view. But see, they're the ones that say that I'm anti-government, right? And I want to preserve the court. All right? When the majority of the Democrats and a significant number of young people want to abolish the Supreme Court, I submit to you that it's just because they don't have knowledge of the proper role of the courts. They don't have an understanding of the value the courts provide when the court justices uh, follow the Constitution, obey the rule of law, stand in the gap for liberty, preserve uh, moral principles. Clarence Thomas wanted to do that. But you see, now you got 1.2 million whacked out liberals that want to flat out impeach Clarence Thomas because he wants to define marriage as between a man and a woman. Well, I agree with him. But see, this is where the liberals and the extremists seem to put their money where their mouth is and their efforts and their time. I couldn't get 1.2 million Americans to stand for anything if I tried. Right? Now, <clears throat> I am in favor of the Supreme Court. Yes, I get frustrated with it from time to time, but let's be very clear. I defend the courts. And I defend the need for the courts. All right, we've got an incredible guest that I interviewed uh, at the Freedom Fest, Dr. Shannon Croner. She's the founder and an executive director of Freedom of Religion. It's a really important discussion to have. They've got these... Um, T-shirts called One Nation Under God T-shirts. They've got no T-shirts saying no. This is pretty cool in my opinion. Saying no to all the abuses that we're facing. It's freedom of religion. United solutions, ladies and gentlemen, for the United States. Okay? For 
That's F-O-R. UnitedSolutions.org is their website. They do a great job, and they really, in my opinion, stand up saying, look, we can't jettison religion in our society. Okay, it's not freedom from religion. It's freedom for religion. We've got to be able to worship how, where, what we may, right? Let's hear this interview. It starts now. All right, back with you live at Freedom Fest, ladies and gentlemen. Star-studded guest after star-studded guest on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Education everywhere. Our guest now, Dr. Shannon Kroner. Uh, and she is the founder, and she's the executive director of Freedom of Religion United Solutions. Uh, the acronym is 4-US. 4UnitedSolutions.org is the website. Dr. Shannon, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you so much for having me on. Tell me how, a little bit about you first. Who are you? Um, so I, my doctorate's in psychology. I okay. spent um, in, since the early 2000s working with kids with uh, special needs. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of the kids that I had worked with had uh, vaccine injury. So I, you know, got into this. Um, I had known about vaccine injury for quite a while. And so I'm from California where we actually have like the strictest vaccine mandate laws in the nation. Yes. Where in California? I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. And so um, sadly, I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, so in 2015, we ended up having a bill called SB 277, which took away our personal belief and religious exemptions. And then in 2019, uh, we had a bill, SB 276, which took away our medical exemptions. When that happened, I decided that to start building a coalition of faith leaders um, on, you know, throughout the nation of all faiths to protect the religious freedom of vaccine choice. I love it. Let's get into that in a minute, but a little bit more on you and a psychologist and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Usually when you get educated in psychology and psychiatry and all this kind of stuff, you're not really aware of the damage vaccines and some of these other things do. How did you get kind of woke or caught up on what, what was really going on and what the, the concerns really were? So what was interesting is when I would do an intake with, um, so I was in my early 20s when I started this profession of working with kids with vaccine injury. Okay, so I, you started specifically working with that group. Yeah, well, I was working with a lot of kids with autism and okay. seizure disorders. and So special needs is where it started. Needs. Then it kind of went into the autism and seizures. Yeah, and so okay. then what happened is every time I would do an intake with a new family, I would have to ask the questions of, you know, was your child born this way? Or at what age did you start to notice signs of a disability? Yeah. And I kept hearing the same story over and over again about... You know, my child was born perfectly healthy and fine. It was in normal pregnancy and normal labor. Um, the child was meeting all the milestones at age, you know, one and two. And then after a round of vaccines, the child, something happened and the child lost their speech or lost the ability to make eye contact, um, started repetitive behavior, things like that. So now let me stop you there. This is interesting because the parents are giving you a pattern that the mainstream denies, right? Yes. Okay, keep going. Oh, yeah. I mean, mothers... When the parents are, caught on, though, mom knows. Oh, mom... Is what I'm mom, Moms always know. They know yes. their, their children, you know, more than anyone, more than any doctor would know. Yeah. And so I'm a mom. I have two kids. So I, I know I know when my kids are happy, sad, hurt, not feeling well. Of course. Um, but I kept hearing this over and over again, and I wasn't a parent at the time. I was in my early 20s, and... 
I kind of, I started to notice this pattern of every time I met with a new family, they would give me the same story. So that's really kind of. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to this incredible doctor about choices, about religion, about life, about America on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. As President Biden surrendered America's energy independence, the result is Russia has more power to influence the world. Russia's state gas giant Gazprom severely reduced gas supplies to Europe once again on Wednesday. General Motors announced net profits tumbled 40% in the second quarter, hurt by supply chain troubles. As America braces for a recession, the feds will make an announcement today about how much more it will cost to borrow money. Second quarter GDP numbers will be announced Thursday, and July CPI numbers, or Consumer Price Index, will be announced August 10th. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on NBC News last night. This is not an economy that's in recession, but we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing. Janet Yellen was one of the first in the Biden administration to tell us inflation was transitory. USA Radio News. Guys, what's the first thing you notice when you look at a photo of yourself? If you said your receding hairline or bald spot, Keeps can help you change that. Keeps has clinically proven, FDA-approved hair treatments available online. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take care of the hair you have, your Keeps physician will help you select the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. It's easy. No waiting rooms or pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. Half the cost. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. If those balding jokes are wearing thin, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair. Visit Keeps.com slash Doug Steffen for 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Doug Steffen. Keeps.com slash Doug Steffen. NCAA Woman of the Year is Columbia fencer Sylvie Binder. The crisis at the border has gone from bad to worse. Uncontrolled illegal immigration is ripping at the very fabric of our sovereignty. DHS reports the amount of illegal immigrants crossing the southern border without being apprehended has increased significantly. Appearing on Fox News, McAllen, Texas Mayor Javier Villalobos says it's an increase they've expected. We have the initial impact, and there's no question about it. And that's why we kept on saying, look, we need help, we need some action by by our feds he says he believes it's a national crisis the biden administration is considering offering temporary id cards to illegal immigrants waiting for their asylum cases to be processed it could help law enforcement track illegal immigrant encounters while they wait for their asylum cases to be processed from the usa radio news phoenix bureau i'm tim berg usa radio news i want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. We're interviewing Dr. Shannon Croner. She's the founder and executive director of Freedom of Religion United Solutions. Finding solutions to protect our religion. A critical work she's doing, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, United Solutions for the United States. It's really for solutions around the world, if you want my opinion. But the website is for unitedsolutions.org. For unitedsolutions.org. For you to check that out. Anyway, the interview continues with Shannon now. I kind of t- I started to notice this pattern of every time I met with a new family, they would give me the same story. So that's really kind of what made me start looking into vaccines. And did it all of a sudden just hit you like, oh, my gosh, or did it come slowly? No, it actually came really slowly because, um, you know, I thought for a long time, I thought it was more of the CDC uh, childhood vaccine schedule. Um, when I was a child, I maybe received nine shots. Yeah, when we were kids, there were very few comparatively, for sure. Well, today, children are expected to re- uh, receive over 70 shots by the time that they turn 18. And then now if we add in the COVID vaccine, we're looking at close to, it's close to 80 shots. Whoa. And so it's a significant difference than from when I was a child. Um, you know, I'm 44, so... Back in the you know late 70s, early 80s, there was only a few vaccines back then. Yeah. And then what happened is in 1984 um, or 1986, we uh, Ronald Reagan got rid of the liability. He took away liability from the pharmaceutical companies. So yeah, shame on him, by the so way. After, after there was no liability for the pharmaceutical companies, then they can put whatever vaccines they wanted to onto the schedule without any liability. Yeah, and without anybody really doing really third-party outside studies as well, right? Exactly. Yeah, so the science is coming from within. And isn't it interesting, right, when that happened, the injury vaccination um, the injury vac- vaccine compensation fund came into play, right? That's exactly right. That's because it's exactly like, right. hey, somebody's got to pay for this, and if it's not the vaccine companies, who will it be? It's uh, taxpayers. Good old taxpayer there. Yep, it's uh, all the taxpayers. And But it's very, very difficult for anyone to even win a case. Um, I have a personal close friend who her daughter, unfortunately, actually died from a vaccine injury. Oh, shame. And um, it took many, many years of fighting to prove that, even though her doctors agree that that's what caused her daughter's injury and death. But um, it took many years of fighting. And uh, I believe her compensation, it was it wasn't even that much. So, well, and the interesting thing is the bar of us proving that somebody has been harmed by a vaccine is very high. The bar of them getting a vaccine improved to, to mass vaccinate is very low comparatively, mm-hmm. which is kind of a shame in and of itself. Uh, I'm so old. I drank the polio vaccine liquid live vaccine at the time when I was a kid. <laughs> right. Nuts yeah. on parade. Crazy. They don't have that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to know why? Well, it was causing polio. Oh, yeah. Other than that, it's not so bad. Right. <laughs> wow. Thanks a lot, people. Yeah. Um, so going forward, though, so then you kind of got wise to this just in your practice, um, just seeing it as moms would come in, right? Yeah. So I, I really I believe that it was the vaccine schedule and not so much the individual vaccines that were of danger. So you were just saying, hey, they're getting too many too quickly. That's probably the problem. That's exactly right. Okay. And, and then in 2009, I actually had my own vaccine injury. Um, wow. So because because I thought it was the schedule and not the individual vaccines, um, in 2009, we had the swine flu pandemic. Yes. And so my I was pregnant with my first child, and the doctor was pushing me to get the swine flu vaccine and the regular flu shot. 
And oh, I had no. I had known enough to not do the swine flu shot because I felt it was too new and, you know, there wasn't enough science on it. But my doctor was really kind of twisting my arm to get the flu shot. And I was only 12 weeks pregnant at the time. And so I got the flu shot. And within about 24 to 48 hours, I began uh, leaking amniotic fluid. Oh, no. And so... Um, it's a, it's a scary, sad story that has a happy ending. I um, began leaking, profusely leaking amniotic fluid. And the next, when I went to the ER and to my doctor the next day, I had learned that I had lost 95% of my amniotic fluid. Oh, boy. And um, my doctors had all said I need to end the pregnancy, even though that there was still a strong heartbeat at 12 weeks of gestation that they felt that the child would not be able to make it. And so... Um, I went and got, you know, six different opinions. They all said the same thing to end the pregnancy. And I chose not to because I felt that I personally could not stop a heartbeat. But if, um, you know, God willing, if, if he wanted, if God wanted this child here, then the child would be here. And if God, if this child wasn't meant to be, then he wasn't meant to be. And so God bless mom. I, um, I did my own research and uh, found that I could not a single doctor told me that I could replenish the amniotic fluid that my body had already made. It just ma- It just meant that I just need to be more hydrated. Um, and so I put myself on bed rest and I drank tons and tons of water. And this had all happened at week 12. And by week 20, my amniotic fluid was back to 100 percent. Wow. And um I carried my son, you know, full term. Uh, he was born at 38 weeks, and he's actually sitting in my booth around the corner. He's 12 years old today. All right. <laughs> so. That is incredible. And so that you became completely alert about the realities then, huh? So, well, then, because of that, I had already known about vaccine injury. But again, like I said, I thought that it was more of the schedule. I didn't realize it was the individual ones. And, and even when I got that flu shot, I was still concerned about the ingredients. But my doctor had told me that, that the flu shot that they had carried was no, preservative-free. No, it didn't have anything free. to do with it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they said it was preservative-free. But now that I've done so much research into this subject i realized that there's no such thing as a preservative free vaccine well, it all that's depends on how you define preserv- preservative free see? exactly they do need every single vaccine needs something so that it can stay on the shelf yes. long enough right and so um so when that happened that's when i really kind of dove deep into all the ingredients each individual uh, vaccine in um, in 2013. I did my doctoral dissertation on vaccine choice, and then in 2015 we actually lost vaccine choice in California. I'd move out at that point, but I understand. <laughs> I've been I'm born and raised in California. I grew up in California too, but I had to leave. I, I dream about it every day, but you know my yeah. family is there, and it's tough. You know, I understand. It it's, it's very tough. All right, I don't mean to just dig into you personally, but I wanted to know kind of what made you tick, how you kind of understood it, because it's really critical. I think that we all come to our own. Sadly, we come to our own understandings. Uh, none of the most favorable of favorable of circumstances, but your boy is just a remembrance of the wonderful journey that God's put you on uh, to save your son and now to be with him. And what a wonderful opportunity that has been and will continue to be. Um, but now let's put this into today's world. You're still a psychologist, right? Yeah, but I don't practice. Okay. I have, I, um, I started my organization, my nonprofit organization in 2019. Okay. So I don't see uh, clients anymore. Um, I was doing a lot of educational therapy for children for quite a while. And then 
I decided that really the you know United States needed my help. Yes, they do. More so. And so I've been able to. And not to only help. that, your views as a psychiatrist and a, and, a, and a person who's completely aware and not willing to back down and willing to stand up and tell the truth, you're not going to be treated very well amongst the colleagues there, neither, right? Uh, no, I have not been treated well by. I've gotten a lot of hate mail and a lot of terrible Yelp reviews from people who have never been clients of mine. <laughs> Shame on them. Shame on them. But going forward, you're doing a marvelous work, and that's why you're here at Freedom Fest today. And that's what really this interview is about. But I wanted to give people the context that kind of makes some sense. So tell me about this uh, organization now. So in 2019, when SB 276 in California, when SB 276 passed and they took away our medical exemptions, um, I decided to start an organization where I was building a coalition of faith leaders of all different faiths. So I started to pretty much cold call pastors and um, reach out to different pastors to get their opinions on vaccine choice. And so since then, I built an amazing coalition. Today, we have over 60 faith leaders of all different faiths. I work with pastors, rabbis, priests, Buddhist monks that all believe in the religious freedom of vaccine choice. And um, because I had created that pre-pandemic, um, it was almost, if you look back, kind of like my, my building an arc moment, because what, that. what happened is then we had the pandemic and everybody needed religious exemptions. Um, and so we were already set up and ready to go because we had already been helping kids in other states with their religious exemptions. And so when the pandemic happened, um, we've been able to help thousands upon thousands of people actually keep their jobs, stay in school. We've, we've helped first responders, uh, healthcare workers, teachers, college students all um, get a religious exemption. And Excellent. we have the, the faith leaders to do so to help. We have an amazing legal team that we have a really solid exemption that, that we use. And so, yeah, so, you know, we were ready to go. Does it work for any religion? Because here's the deal. Sometimes you belong to a, um, I don't know what you call it, but a, but a church that's, that's nationally recognized or globally recognized. Uh, but sometimes you may have religious views that prevent you from taking a vaccine, but yet your, quote, ecclesiastical leaders at the top say, no, we're not going to do that. What happens with that clash? So because we have our First Amendment, um, yes, indeed. You know, our First Amendment says that we have the freedom to practice religion. Doesn't say how we have to practice religion. Religion doesn't say you have to be Christian or Jewish or anything. Actually, it's just we have the freedom to practice religion the way that we want to practice our religion. And um, our organization has really been able to help everyone of all different religions. And it doesn't really, um, you know, matter which religion you're a member of or you belong to. Yeah, because you could have religious beliefs that are outside of maybe your prescribed faith or whatever else, right? Exactly. And it, what's really interesting is while being here at Freedom Fest, I've been speaking with the, um, there's a, an atheist group. Yes, they're right uh, behind us. Right, yeah, right behind you. Um, Atheists for Liberty or something like exactly. that. Exactly. And I'll, I'll tell you, over the last two years, I've had a lot of emails from atheists asking for my help and I've had to say, well, I would love to help you, but I don't, I don't know exactly the right verbiage. So I had a great conversation. Yeah. We're not denying that you have your First Amendment and that you have these rights. What we're telling you is we don't know how to articulate them to the law, right? Exactly. And okay, so I had this great conversation yesterday with the Atheists for Liberty. I believe that's the name of the group. 
to try and work with them. And I, and I said, if they have the correct uh, verbiage that they want to put into a uh, exemption, I'd be happy to put it onto our website. That's marvelous. And I think going back to the Declaration of Independence, it might give you a little bit of guidance, too. We talk about, you know, nature and nature's God. Uh, and, you, you know, when we talk about nature's God, you can say, you know, the language could say something like and or a higher power that is not government or a higher authority than government. The cosmos, the universe, whatever that uh, broadly interprets for you is your religious ideology. Um, all I'm saying is if you if you worked on that kind of wording, Declaration of Independence is the guide. I think you could broaden that language slightly and make the case very easily. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But what happens is sometimes these employers, they'll come back and say, well, where does it say in your scripture? And so that's when we get our, that's when I have to turn to the, our faith coalition and, and, you know, ask a pastor to write a letter on what the scripture says. Um, you know, where does it say? There's been many people, especially uh, in the area where I live, a lot of um, Jewish kids who have been kicked out of school. Yes. And they're being kicked out of Jewish private too, huh? schools. Yes. And so there's a lot of Jewish kids who are being kicked out of Jewish private schools, but I work very closely with a rabbi in the Los Angeles area who is able to counter what the Jewish schools are saying and kicking the kids out. And so there's been this battle of like, who's correct, you know, whose interpretation of the Torah is correct. And, and that's happening really throughout the nation with the Bible, with pastors, with rabbis. For sure. So. And we need to write language, though, that, look, my First Amendment is whose? Say that again? My First Amendment rights are whose? But they're yours. They're mine. Yeah. <laughs> your First Amendments are Are mine. Yours. Right. Okay. So knowing what the Torah says or the Bible says or what a pastor says really isn't relevant. It's not relevant, and it's an infringement on your own freedom. It's an infringement on your own beliefs. But what it's they're really trying to do is business. wrap it up in that and then get the cat pastors to cave and then force us to be backed into this no-win situation. Uh, we got to understand that our, our our rights are God-given to us individually, not through a pastor, okay? Oh, exactly. And, and, it, and that's the quintessential point that we need to really hammer home and educate on and work towards, right? That's exactly right. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who, you know, attend school or uh, are employed with an employer who wants to find some kind of a reason to get rid of this employee or whatever it is. They don't, you know, they live in a, in a place of fear. And so we can't move forward if we live in a place of fear. Yeah. And oftentimes it becomes the battle of who's got the best language, right? Exactly. Which is a sad tale, but it's reality that we must face. So your organization focuses on two things. One, helping people when they're in the real situations. But secondly, then a broad educa educational campaign, right? Yeah, definitely. And, um, and really, I mean, when I speak with other faith leaders, I'm really trying to build a faith army is what I will call it. Because there will be more mandates that are coming. There will be another, whatever pandemic or lockdowns or whatever it is, it, they got away, our government got away really easily this time. And they know that now. And I think that we're going to see more of it in the near future. And so I'm really trying to build this faith army to protect everyone throughout the nation. And so, um, like I said, we have about 60 faith leaders throughout the country. Some of them are around the world. But I'd love to have faith leaders in every single state who are just really ready to go when uh, these bills come to their state. And so 
some of the faith leaders that that I work with, they will go and speak with legislators. They'll come with me. We've um, I've had many meetings with different members of Congress and Senate in D.C. And I'll bring faith leaders with me to uh, you know share their points on this on this topic. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Shannon Croner is with me. She is the founder and the executive director of Freedom of Religion United Solutions. F-O-R-U-S, if you will, forunitedsolutions.org. Now, in this huge campaign for education that we're talking about, you've got all kinds of things to help with that. It helps you raise money uh, to continue the work, but it also helps folks run around and educate. You got the No t-shirts. I like these. It reminds me of Ron Paul. They were called they called him Dr. No back in the day, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and this is really like no vaccines, no... Just don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff. Just leave me alone. No, no, no. I said no. What's fascinating is the pro-choice folks always say when I say no, it means no. But when we say no, how come it doesn't mean no? Oh, my Isn't gosh. Yeah. No, it's, that's exactly right. And especially right now with uh, the all the Roe v. Wade stuff where they're saying, you know, my body, my choice. You know, how? why is that not applied across the board? Um, my body, my choice has been one of my arguments and in California, our argument against these uh, mandated vaccines. And for whatever reason now, it doesn't apply when it comes to vaccines, but it applies when it comes to a woman's body and, you know, birth control. And so um, what's really interesting about that is I actually saw a flyer recently about there was a, um, a Roe v. Wade, you know, my body, my choice, uh, some kind of a campaign or some kind of like a meeting that they were having, but it said must be vaccinated to attend. And I thought yeah, that how you can't say no there. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. You can say no, no when to say no. Right. So, so our shirts, <laughs> so we have shirts on our website and they say no period. It's the most powerful sentence in the English language. No means no. And on the back of the shirt, you know, it says, you know, no mandated vaccines, no mandated masks, no coercion. No it's, killing my baby. It's yeah. no. <laughs> no, we said no. Leave us alone. That's what we're after. Anyway, excellent shirts. They say quite a few things on them to really kind of highlight some of the battles that we're fighting now in the culture war, really. Um, basically, there's no T-shirts. Uh, there's shirts for men, women, and youth. You also got uh, One Nation under God shirts, right? Yes. And we have hats also. Um, now, to me, this is really critical, the point that you make, though. We're saying no. Our guidance comes from God, though. Uh, that's one thing they can't stand when we do is talk about God because they think it's irrelevant when they want to murder babies and do all the weird things they do and stuff like that. Um, part of the vaccine problem is it's tied to the eugenics movement. And yes. that, that becomes a very slippery soap for discussion sometimes because people freak out and can't handle it. But... Um, this is serious, though, and this is where they're headed is in this eugenics movement to the point where they want to play God. Well, that's exactly Doctor. what's happening right now is this is eugenics. They're trying to, to weed out people. I can, Unfortunately, I know so many people personally who um, have been really injured by this COVID vaccine. Many people who I know who have died. Um, heart problems are skyrocketing. I'll tell you my... Um, my OBGYN, who had been my OBGYN for, you know, 20 years, he actually just uh, recently died of a heart attack. And he was 53, extremely healthy. He I took mean, the cocoa, didn't he? He was vaccinated four times. Oh, and, oh, no. um, you know, I 
told him in the very beginning, please don't do this. And here's the science. And he kind of, you know, laughed it off a little bit and said he would look into it. But he recently died. And when I tell you, he was like the healthiest, most fit, not an ounce of body fat. And he was a healthy guy. And he unfortunately had a heart attack while he was riding his bike. Well, you know what? He's looking into it now from the other side. Yeah, but I mean, and I know so many of those stories, which is really sad and scary. It's scary, no question about it. I, I agree. So the educational campaign, ladies and gentlemen, is important. So is kind of rescuing people when they're in the middle of a crisis because they're being attacked, shut down, marginalized in the culture war. So we really have to work on solutions to a- protect it. What I mean by it is us, our rights our liberties, our understanding of who we are, our ability to really say no, huh? Yes, definitely. Got to protect the religious freedom of vaccine choice. All right. Now, when we talk about religion, though, interestingly enough, they always say that religion has to do with God or this or that. And, and then, but their, their atheism and or their humanism uh, is, a, is a religion of itself, even though they kind of pretend it's not, right? You know, I mean, that's a really hard question for me to answer because I don't really want to say who, whose religion is is false or not. Um, I, but, I. But my point is, theirs is a religion too, though. We're not here to debate is, if it's false or not. I mean, I, I personally think it's false, but I'm just saying it's a religion too, though. It even is. Though it is even their though it's religion. The absence of religion. It's it their is, religion. Exactly. That's what they follow. So yeah. I would say yeah. I would agree with. So you what if people that. in that group come to you as humanists or whatever and just say, "Hey, we want help too." Yeah, I mean, so I've been trying, that's what I'm trying to figure out exactly what I can write for, for instance, for an atheist, if they need a religious vaccine exemption. Yeah, but one is atheist, the other is kind of like the humanist idea, that kind of, or the socialist communist idea, which is kind of governments are God, as yeah, opposed well, to no God, right? <laughs> if governments are God, then they can uh, listen to what the government's telling them to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the trap they fall into. Sorry about that, guys. Can't really do much to help you then, unless you want to get the government to stop. Maybe you can help us do that, huh? Exactly. Just saying. All right, Dr. Shannon, we sure appreciate you so much and all the work that you do. How do we keep up on what you're doing best? Um, well, the best thing is just to check out our website, forunitedsolutions.org. Uh, we also have an Instagram uh, it's four, it's F-O-R underscore United underscore solutions. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you know, Instagram, they delete everything I do. They, I'm not allowed to be tagged on anything. They're always taking down my accounts because I post the truth. Yeah, and, you're a truth teller. They don't know, like that. Instagram, Facebook. They, All right, well, keep up, likes keep up with us. <laughs> keep uh, involved with what we're doing. We'll have you on from time to time and keep up on your progress. We'd love to help in any way we can. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Shannon Croner with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Yes, you are, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sam Bushman from the road in Missouri. And you know what? Um, the government tried to create the Ministry of Truth under Joe Biden, right? Conservatives pushed back and tried to put a stop to that. It got on hold. Then it got brought back. Now it's on hold again. Well, now they're working on it a different way. You know, the National Public Radio, NPR. Now what they're trying to do is create the NPR to create a team, and they'll decide what's legitimate, factual news versus, quote, propaganda. Uh, And so now what you're going to have is you're going to have a, quote, government-created arm or entity uh, who will uh, be the deciding factors of this. And they're hoping to circumvent that. That way we can't shut down Congress saying, or anybody else saying, you can't create this, you can't do this, because they'll just be like, well, NPR's doing it. Well, the bottom line is we the people fund NPR. So now we the people are being 
required to fund propaganda and a propaganda determining team that's really an extension of government. See, I own radio station properties. I don't own radio stations, but I own syndication networks that, that feed radio stations and other entities, right? So I own Liberty News Radio, for instance. Kathy Smith, who I work for, runs Loving Liberty. Uh, great folks run um, um, the other radio networks th- that we're on, Variety on Radio, etc. And, and you know what? We're all being forced to fund with our tax dollars this propaganda arm that's going to then double down and say everything we talk about, everything we focus on is propaganda, right? So we're going to be funding our own propaganda, claiming demise via your government. Folks, look, we have got to start to stand up. They're assaulting all five of our First Amendment rights. Remember your right to freedom of the press, your right to free speech, your right to freedom of religion, okay, your right to peacefully assemble, your right to a redress of grievance. All these are flat out under assault. The First and Second Amendments are under assault like you wouldn't believe in America right now. It is absolutely shocking. Anyway, I end on that note because we the people have got to get involved. You need to fund Brighty on Radio. Friday on TV. You need to fund Liberty News Radio. You need to fund the Loving Liberty Radio Network like nobody's business, folks. The Loving Liberty Radio Network. LovingLiberty.net. We are the people making a difference. We are the people telling the tale. We are truth tellers to the 10th Amendment degree about the separation of government, about the proper role of limited constitutional government. We are the most pro- proper role of government people there are on the planet. We want to befriend that law, which is the Constitution. It doesn't get more pro-government than that. But we can't have these rogue agents violating the principles that make our government the greatest in the history of the world. We need your financial and otherwise support. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. Download the free apps. Live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. But we really need your support. LovingLiberty.net. I am Sam Bushman. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right, William. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.